0: A $40 million yacht belonging to Education Secretary Betsy DeVos was set adrift by vandals last week. To make sure it doesn't happen to anyone else, all public schools must now hire a yacht security chief to ensure the safety of every student's yacht. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) August is Happiness Happens Month. Or, in Melania's case, Attempt to Fake Happiness Month.
0: Speaking of the first lady, while President Trump waged a Twitter war with NBA great LeBron James, Mrs. Trump publicly commended him for all the work that he's doing to help underprivileged and at risk youth. The real stinger, though, was when she said she just really admires a man with normal sized hands. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) The judge in the Manafort case has had to tell lawyers on both sides to stop rolling their eyes. He says if they do it one more time, he's going to take away their phone and make them skip the Taylor Swift concert. (laughs) A PBS show about genetics told Paul Ryan that he's about 3% Ashkenazi Jewish. Ryan agreed to the DNA test because he wanted to find out where he inherited his flimsy spine.
0: And finally, the National Rifle Association is said to be under extreme financial pressure and may soon be unable to exist. Well, NRA, you're in our thoughts and prayers. The Trump Report report starts starts now.
1: now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now,
0: let the buzz Welcome to The Trump Report. Christian Blatt here, uh, joined with my fellow mirth maker, Tamara Brown. Hello. And uh, Chelsea Galicia. Hello. Who is breathing air right now, but if you've been watching a few minutes ago... She inhaled a veggie burger, uh, <laughs> as though it were the air itself. It, I, I, you know what? We should have done an Instagram story. You now, if there was ever a missed opportunity, it's mm. basically that one right there. But are you doing okay now? I am. Thank All right. you very That's much. That's the important thing. Uh, Scott Moore on assignment, uh, for, the weeks, uh, Moore on assignment uh, for the next few weeks. I think I'm pretty sure he's in Miami right, right now. Uh, and that doesn't, say, isn't it that like doesn't seem. It doesn't seem like much of an assignment, but uh, he will be uh, <laughs> back with us soon. But I believe. Are you listening, Shareable Texas? I believe Brooke will be with us next week, uh, Brooke Salise. so uh, that'll be fun. Uh, so much to talk about. Um, I, I, as always, it's, sometimes it's a little hard to figure out where to start, but we should probably start with uh, sort of the evolving story about the uh, Trump Tower get-together with the Russians, which uh, if, you, if you think back... Get into the Wayback Machine. At some point, it was just about adoption. Well, now it's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, it was totally about uh, getting you know Dirt. a little a little, a little oppo research. But there's nothing illegal nothing about illegal it because if you that. say there's nothing illegal about it, there must be nothing illegal about it. Uh, the place to start on this is um, Chelsea. Is there anything illegal about that?
2: In and of itself, no.
0: Okay, all right. I thought so, but I wanted to make sure because maybe maybe I was missing the point. You know, Look, President Trump told us there was nothing illegal, so I figured he was right because he has De- a good law degree. You know, it
2: depends. I mean, I gave the very, like, short answer, which when I see legal analysts on TV asked a question, they're asked a question like that. And they always really hedge and hem and haw. And so it gets really annoying. So I answered that question just because I didn't want to be one of those annoying yeah. type legal analysts. But then, but now if you want to be annoying, now this, here's I the need time to, to, to hedge it. a little bit <laughs> because it depends on was that information Obtained. Yeah. And if it that the information could have been obtained through illegal means, in which case. Then the fruits of that poisonous tree sharing that information, and if they knew how they got the information, then that could be something illegal.
0: But yes. if they do a, uh, I don't want to know how you got it, but tell me what you know. It's, are you still culpable in that? You know, I mean, it's like it's like getting information, you know, out of a terrorist, you know, through maybe some unconventional means, but. I'm thinking of 24. I'm not thinking of the real world. I'm thinking of 24. You actually stop the bomb before it goes off, all right? So you're like, well, you shouldn't have gotten that, but look what you did. So if you get the information, but you just like kind of ignore where it came from, is that within the letter of the law?
2: I'm going to say that I don't know, which okay. is also a thing legal analysts don't like to say. Which well, not is they not when like they're to on admit. television, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> but I will freely admit I don't know because okay. there could be something very specific about election law that I don't know here. But generally, there's this standard of, like, you're not allowed to be willfully ignorant. So there's a standard of if you knew or should have known that information or something was illegally obtained, then you could still be on the hook for the illegal part of it. So... It, it probably depends on what the election law says, and what lawyer is arguing it.
0: Well, mm-hmm. I, I think hence my um, cl-
2: unclear answers no, and but, that I don't know.
0: Well, look, that the fact that you can talk for that long and give an unclear answer shows that you're good <laughs> at being uh, a lawyer, uh, Tamara. Uh, President Trump has been urged to, uh, you know, just stop tweeting about this. Um, what are your thoughts on the? I mean, look, he's going to just tell His you it, 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 Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do a whole show on that. But his uh, his urge to uh, tweet about it, but also just uh, the fact that, you know, even even if everything is on the up and up and maybe you have, you know, people that are smarter than, oh, I don't know, Rudy Giuliani, just to pick a name out of hat People that are really smart and they tell you, like, oh, no, no, you're fine. You still probably shouldn't talk about it, right? I mean, what, what exactly are you proving by that? Or... Wait, is is
1: this? Are you asking if this is going to be the thing that Trump decides? "Mm, Maybe it's best. Or then I I just
0: realized it's like like, or is there just something that's so crazy that we're going to find out tomorrow that he's like, no, I I better, I better just open my yap about this.
1: I bet not. I I, so as Chelsea's saying, there could be like some sort of possibility where maybe this was completely done legally. Some. Evidence was offered to them. It was gathered legally. Whichever path will clear him is, as I'm sure, the path that happened. Because he is the luckiest man alive who has a deal with the devil. So he can not be, seem to be taken down by conventional means. So yeah, I'm but sure whichever. So A, sure. that. B, should he, uh, telling them to stop tweeting. Um, sure, they can tell him that. I said last week that I am not talking about his tweets anymore. I think everybody needs to stop focusing on the tweets. The media, pundits, just everybody in general. Just ignore the tweets. Ignore the tweets. That's giving baby candy. So um, the fact that they tell him that he shouldn't tweet about it, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm sure he still will. If should something a little damning come out, you know, he will... um, He will... uh, say that it's uh, it's a witch hunt. It's uh, They're going about it. They're attacking him unfairly and whatever. He'll say I'm not paying attention to those.
0: The or, uh, the whole... Well, I hang on a second. Just the idea of ignoring the, the tweets, it, it is his preferred method of communication. So it's sort of like with FDR if you're like, okay, everything except the fireside chats. Okay, everything he says except the fireside chats. I mean, Don't look at the fireside chats.
1: What has he done in in on Twitter that hasn't There's nothing that exists in the vacuum of Twitter is what I'm saying. There's nothing that he has tweeted about that hasn't also had to have had a speech or a rally or an executive document or something attached to it. There's there's no reason we can't ignore his Twitter.
0: Well, except for when he says something important like Rosie O'Donnell's a fat pig. What were you going to say, Chelsea? I
1: was going to say that I kind of like this idea,
2: although we maybe, uh, alternatively, we could allot, however many minutes we spend on tweets, we spend on real issues that even he is not talking about. Therefore, we like a little, you know, report on the news, but it will have the opposite effect of actually giving us time that we allocate towards uh, talking about things that he is trying to distract us from.
0: Right, and this is a fairly substantial thing that he tweeted. It's it's, it's hard. I mean, you can certainly ignore it, but it's hard, for, it's hard for me to ignore because I do think that a tweet like this comes out because look, I'm just spitballing here, you know, out, out of the atmosphere that, you know, I, I don't know, maybe... Um, oh, I don't know, Stormy Daniel's corpse turns up in a Chevy Eldorado in the Hudson River tomorrow. Just coming up with something that maybe could happen, you know? So then I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's terrible. But man, remember what he said about Russia? Let's Let's not worry about that story so much. You know, Something something could be bigger that's coming but tomorrow. I,
2: I think the most important part of the tweet isn't the question about whether the meeting was legal or illegal. The most important part of the tweet was his statement that I didn't know about it. Because that could be something that could be easily proved wrong. Not Perhaps not easily, but it could be proved wrong. Let's say there was an email that was sent to him. There was some way that he... Definitely knew about it. And he has stated on the record because, you know, we've been told that whatever he says on Twitter is his official word. Now he has laid out a fact that can be refuted. And that is a material fact that if he lied about would, to me, amount to obstruction.
0: When you think about the fact that Twitter is his official record, isn't it nice to imagine the idea that there's a presidential library that could exist entirely in Farmville? Is that too that's, old of an internet that's reference? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, let's,
1: I, I, the tweets are meant to be provocative. He's, he, he knows very well what he's doing. And if we ignore the alarmist you know, whatever it is, it's coming out and and focus on what is actually being implemented, not by him, but his administration, because that's ultimately who is the man behind the curtain is the administration or, or the is the. Oh, yes. It's you like the Wizard of you Oz. Know. But the Trump is just the wizard. rodeo clown distracting you. That's, you know, us being the bull. Oh, um, we're the we're bull. Gonna, I was yeah. trying to,
0: I was actually like physically was trying to think, like, well, then who's the bull? And yeah. it's, it's, it's us. Uh, in the chat, Merle Ortega, whom I haven't seen in there before, welcome, says, usually when you're under investigation, you shouldn't be talking about it, or if your lawyer advised you not to tweet about it. I am sure of he has several lawyers who have told him that. Oh, okay. And course. here's the thing he knows better than them, and now he's got about, you know, almost two years under his belt where he's like, no, clearly I know better than all these, all these idiots who have advised me, you know? And, You know, maybe the last few months have shown, you know, maybe he does have a better legal inkling than Rudy Giuliani anyway. So I don't know. There's something to be said for that. Uh, I know that we ought to move on from the tweets, but uh, it's very hard for me to move on from the idea that. He decided to uh, wage a little Twitter warfare with uh, King James, LeBron James. Thus, the uh, little reference to the song as we went in, "Erasmus, King and Queens." Ah, um, he, it's always
1: a riddle figuring out how the song ties in.
0: Not always, <laughs> but you know, like ninety percent of the time, it's true. Um, in any case, uh, the fascinating thing about this is that. You know, he's calling out a guy who, you know, does tremendous good work. Uh, you know, he has he has a school. He, uh, as we mentioned in the intro, he helps uh, at risk and uh, 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 underprivileged youth, I think are the nice ways to say that. And and yes, I made a I made a joke with it. But the fact that Melania was just like, you know, I'd really like to see that LeBron James school. He's doing some great things there. Um it's not very subtle this exchange, but it's the you know you embarrass me uh, on pretty much a daily basis. First, just being you. Second, you know all the uh, all the uh, running around and uh, all the women you had to pay off, and this notion that maybe you like to be peed on, maybe you don't, but still <laughs> it's out there every single day. So this is what I can do. I can I can say you know I, I like LeBron James better than you. So yeah, it's it's not. Significant in terms of what it is, um, although I'm waiting for the tweet where Trump says that he uh, has a better three point shot than LeBron does, uh, and when we see that, I will tell you, Tamara, because you and don't, that you don't will mean. definitely show illegal activity because
2: he's been practicing his
0: <laughs> his three pointer. Yeah, well, you know, while on probably, the
2: clock as president, but you know, I mean,
0: but you know, he's going to be standing right over golf the line. Is his game, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. When you you hear these sort of things, obviously it's a distraction, but look, there's a lot of this stuff that you can't laugh at, but the first lady just um, really just showing him up. I was just like, well, now I love this story. I just thought it was dumb that he was like, we are an idiot, you know, getting into a Twitter war with LeBron James and, you know, uh, and LeBron was talking about the whole thing that he uh, told What he said that Steph Curry wasn't invited to the White House, he was like, well, you can't tell somebody he's not invited after he told you he's not coming to your invitation. You don't then get to rescind it after he said that. Anyway, um, so do you have, I don't know, any appreciation for the situation that um, Mrs. Trump clearly never expected she was going to find herself in and uh, how she's handling it? I'll ask you first, Tamara.
1: Um, I say let's not forget that Melania wore that jacket that says i really don't care to do you she is poking the the fact that she has to be in this role in any way that she can sure this time i happen to you know it happens to be um on a subject that I am in in line with but tomorrow she could also do the thing that is going to annoy her husband that is another thing that I'm going to think is terrible well, it, so it will probably I don't, so what I'm saying is this doesn't make me on her side in any way.
0: Well, it, the next tweet will probably be that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the best host of The Apprentice ever. I think we can all expect that. Right. To you know, the thing about the jacket, by the way, which I don't even know if we talked about that week, you know, before she got on the plane and you saw the jacket, you know, she was meeting with people at one of those refugee centers. I'm like, look, it's not a uh, it's not a situation that she created. I felt I do I felt, I don't, I felt a, really good. No, look, it, her. Her, Melania Trump, I like going and, and seeing and speaking to, you know, the kids and the people running it, trying to do something before she gets on the plane. I was just starting to think like, oh, well, look at her. She's going out there and actually do it. And then she gets on the plane. I'm like, mother, man, <laughs> like I was trying to feel good about, you know, because. And then you got duped. Well, definitely. I got played, you know, and I just I don't know. I, I was uh, I, I was really I was almost having a feeling. You know, an emotion in favor of the first lady, who uh, I, I no, but well, you know, then she had the jacket on. And I was like, "Wait, can can she read? Does she know what that's?" No, she knows what that says. Somebody told her what that says. Uh, what are you? What are your thoughts on uh, all this? Not so much the warfare over LeBron James, but uh to Tamara's point, I, I wouldn't Chelsea. be surprised if she
2: didn't even know what her husband t- tweeted. She probably had just heard some. Perfuffle about LeBron well, James, and then she, she just wrote something. She has yeah, probably sure. no, She probably has not seen him in sixty-two months. I uh, mean, I, I don't. I can't imagine that they talk. I I, 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 whatever their arrangement is, I'm sure she arranged it so that she doesn't have to put much FaceTime in with him. I doubt she reviews his Twitter.
0: I think that's the first line of the agreement. No, but I, I, I look. She might not know all that, but I think she has somebody on her staff who it's like. Your job is to come up with the stuff for me to do that's going to really annoy him. And, you know, I don't know that she was up there. But the timing of that, like, hey, that LeBron James thing is great. That that doesn't happen by coincidence. Now, maybe she's not the evil genius that I was thinking she was. What's like a step down from genius. Like, evil... You know, smarty, pants. Yeah, smarty pants yeah that's pretty good that's still good i mean you know it's just a sliding scale for evil geniuses but uh, i don't know, i feel like that sort of thing comes out and it's like she's just, i don't know it's funny because you always hear about presidents trying to preserve their legacy but in this case this could be a first lady who's like trying to be like look i'm not into all this shit all right like i'm i'm just here i married a rich guy I figured like, you know, I get to I have one kid for him and then I I'll never have to see him. I'm never going to have to leave Trump Tower if I don't want to. And then before you know it, you're you're living in Washington D.C. and it wants to be there in the summer. Anyway, uh I don't know, tell us what you think uh in, in the uh in the chat. Uh, <laughs> Merle um, Ortega says, it's not a refugee center and a detention center where they separate families from no kids. It's, I was uh, struggling with the term for what to call it because they, you know, they call it the uh, happy feeling times place or whatever. They try to call it to make it seem nicer. Play that, that was why I liked that she went there bef- before the jacket. And I was just like, all right, well, somebody actually went there. Anyway, um, but uh, right, I don't need too much of your, too much more of your sass, Merle Ortega. No, I'm glad <laughs> to see you in the chat. It's just... Just jokes. Uh, anyway, uh, I... Ooh, sorry, my font is very large on my uh, screen and I got scared by it. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know. Let us know what you think in the chat, though. Uh, does anybody feel for Melania Trump? I, I, There's somebody out there. and These, these ladies Vidal don't seem to Sassoon, be Sassoon?
1: I mean, you know, she's still got her allies uh, who are shopping for her and dressing her. And <laughs> I mean... I don't know. Who, who are her allies? Let's move on to politics, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: well, it's a, not directly politics, but uh, as we mentioned in the intro, the NRA is in financial trouble. Oh. And uh, might be uh, unable to exist. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they could probably do a Kickstarter or some kind of fundraiser or something. Um, well, but the, that wouldn't solve their insurance problem. Is that So that's what the problem is. That's it's part just of it. the, the lawsuits. Banks
2: uh, and insurance companies... Don't want to, I guess to put it briefly, don't want to have anything to do with them for the PR appearance, for all sorts of possible um, consequences of them doing any business with the NRA.
0: Tamar, should we expect uh, annual membership dues to maybe be raised slightly to one, two million dollars? The problem is is they don't have a
1: bank to put it in,
0: they don't have any bank to put it in.
1: Banks don't want to do business with them. Um, I mean, for the NRA members that I know, um, I think that they're they're all stockpiling for the apocalypse anyway. So I would think they'd be the first people to be completely comfortable putting a stack of cash in a duffel bag under their mattress, right?
0: Why are they stockpiling for an X-Men movie that came out two years ago? Anyway, (laughs) um, it's just for me. Sometimes that's what I have to do. Uh, So, but Chelsea, you understand banks. They don't have a lot of feelings. They they're not worried. So you think that the the insurance liability is just too much that they they're saying like no 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 you we don't want your money you're gonna have to stuff it in a mattress.
2: Well, um, speaking of stuff, this has part of the you know to do with you know me stuffing my face before we we got on and so I I don't I couldn't tell you very clearly why the reason is but there are several reasons why the NRA is having problems getting insurance coverage and bank um, banks who will do business with them, partly because of the PR. I mean, if a bank does business with them, then there will be a huge com- campaign against, mm-hmm. you know, for example, I don't know. Name Wells Europe. Fargo,
0: Chase, sure. whomever. And
2: what they don't want to do is to have the rest of the, you know, s- the opposite side of the, the debate pull all their money out from that bank because it would probably be much worse, much more sizable than the size of the money that the NRA puts in, even though it's probably an impressive figure. And I believe that there are some other regulatory issues that cause insurance companies and banks to be weary of doing business with them.
0: But uh, I cannot off the top th- no, of my no, head No, it's all right because that, that, that covers the gist of it. So at the top of the expectations, Tamara, are that the uh, NRA will uh, be forced to seize uh, their uh, print magazine and also have to shut down their streaming service. So my question to you, what will NRA members watch and read instead? <laughs> um, I didn't know I had this question. They,
1: uh, the, the, a new streaming service will be established that streams uh, directly to the viewfinder of their MR. What are they called? The, the scope the machine, the scope. Yeah, I think yeah. so. It'll stream right directly. Hey, if my to friend that, Frank Castle, the
0: Punisher, is out there, you go ahead and tell him. Just keep in the Marvel theme real. So uh, just let us know what's going on. I, what is I also that
1: remember now that part of the reason
2: is that this very lawsuit, There is, there are lawsuits going on, and so they filed this lawsuit to try and stop whatever was going on that is bleeding them of their ability to do, to do business. So. They're they're not having a good time.
0: Our uh, Scott Brownson says that they will watch old Dirty Harry movies. I, I, I'm sure that's funny, but especially the first one. I mean, that's a pretty great movie. So you know, it's probably better. Could that be way. worse. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not like you're you're asking them to watch the uh, remake of Death Wish with uh, Bruce Willis. But that's neither here nor there. Um, anyway, don't know the reference. The, the movie Death Wish with Charles Bronson. So nope, uh, so just no. earlier this year. Just earlier this year, Bruce Willis, the, uh, the guy from Die Hard, he did a movie that uh, was not well-received. That's the mm-hmm. reference there. Anybody in the, in the chat who uh, feels me, you just go ahead and uh, – well, I was going to say I'll send you a T-shirt. And I realized we don't have T-shirts. <laughs> ah, how about a retweet? Can, Can I we... give you a retweet? I don't know what else. To... Um, anyway, uh, you know, I know that you really want to talk about politics. But you know what I really want to talk about? Russia has named Steven Seagal as the special representative for Russia's foreign ministry, and um, I think maybe we can't trust that guy. You know, I saw Under Siege. It's another old reference, but um, this what what inspired? I guess that is that like sort of an end of the end of your career thing. You're just like, man, I can't make movies anymore. But if Russia wants to give me. You know, I can't even say it's a ridiculous. It it depends I, commercial well, or something. I, just gonna, I heard
1: uh, that. that his mother is Russian. Doesn't he speak Russian?
0: I have heard that, actually, oh. yes. Uh, and which, when you think about how many Russians he killed in movies, I don't know if that's, uh, you know, <laughs> if he's really the right guy for that. But I think that uh, it, it's interesting because I, what I was about to say, I was just like, wait a minute, I'm sitting here in a country where a, a game show host is our president. So the fact that a washed-up movie star is getting an official uh, – you know and it, it, yeah, and look some would say we had a washed up movie stars president not that long ago so you know I I, I don't know but uh, I you're saying this is unwarranted I would think so I don't think he's earned this <laughs> you know what I what is mean, the title earned. what is this he is a special representative for Russia's foreign ministry now, anybody
1: could be special I, I'm special representative of Russians for it I mean well good for you like that doesn't that means nothing
0: <laughs> I mean well it's like, it's like the assistant to the regional manager yeah yeah. It's, I was I was just reaching for the something that I thought you might find. I <laughs> understand. Creative coordinator
1: of the analyst for Domestic Human Resources Administration. Whoa, <laughs> That's I mean a good it title. Means
0: <laughs> we're all that. We're, we're, we're all some kind of special representative. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I do you think? But do you think that on some level, someone whether it's Putin or someone there is just like feels like they're getting Steven Seagal, the action hero. So it's like he and Putin are going to be shirtless on horses. You know, Steven Seagal's gonna have to be on a really well, big he, horse. I think
2: it's that Putin has, maybe has li- been listening to Kevin and his, you know, <laughs> thinking, "Oh, brand marriage—that is a good idea. That is a good. <laughs> Only Kevin will understand that.
0: That's all right. Uh, and then, so let us know what you think about uh, about our friend. Uh, <laughs> sorry, re- catching up on the chat. Uh, our, our our friend Steven Seagal. There, um, here's a semi a controversial one facebook youtube and apple have all removed uh, alex jones and infowars from their platforms and um i wonder about this from a free speech standpoint because people who would disagree with alex jones would often talk about the importance of free speech but is it different chelsea when you're like oh but this guy's actually like super crazy, and he really stirs stuff up. Well, probably, What's the difference? It
2: probably has something to do with the fact that Alex Jones is being sued by families of the victims of uh, Sandy Hook. Of Sandy Hook, uh, for for saying, saying that, that it didn't, it didn't happen. happen. Yes, uh, which very likely will lead to, to damages. So, and so if you are a platform that is publishing that information, you too could possibly face some kind of uh, damages. Mm. So
0: it's sort of like with the banks and the NRA. It's like, look, the, the little thing that you're doing, we're not even well, going to weigh on that. Well, this is a PR thing. Right. This is
2: probably being on the legal hook for causing to be published information that you knew or should have known is false.
0: Should people be able to, Yeah, I don't know. The care.
2: First Amendment is about opinions.
0: yes. You don't but when you get, present the, them as information and news, you are that's not. The First Amendment says you
2: do not have the right to make up your own facts.
0: Wait a minute. I can think of somebody who makes up their own facts. And he writes about them on a platform that Tamara doesn't read anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I didn't say I didn't read about it. I said we shouldn't talk, talk about, about it. it. Oh, OK. We're not, I don't want to I, promote I, it any further yeah.
2: than I think one of us does. should stay here and we should mark the time that we spend talking about that stuff so that we can spend equal time talking about important matters.
0: Yeah. Look, is anything more important <laughs> than Steven Seagal getting appointed to a post in the Russian government? This I'm going to say no.
1: Here's a question that I've been thinking about. Uh, Does anybody have an opinion on... Does the left have a... Is there a, a liberal equivalent of Alex Jones?
0: So I don't think that there is to that extent, but I, I think that when you see the list, there was there was kind of a nice flow chart of, you know, how people get their information. And you had, you know, some of your right leaning stuff that included like the super I can't even I'm like out of the camera shot for yeah. those watching. I believe I know the
1: Venn diagram yeah. you're and talking then, about. And then
0: over on this side, you had stuff that, you know, like I'll see people post stuff from Occupy Democrats. And mm-hmm. then you should you're just like, ah, just look at of- look at the name of that website. So you're probably, you know, that's not an impartial source, you could still get information out of that that might be useful to you, but just remember that it's opinion. You know, a site like com is is opinion, but it's presented in such a way, and it is called the Breitbart News Network, so that, that's a little confusing, but it is really just a bunch of people's opinion. Uh, so, I, I see... There are some of those on the left, more for like websites, but I don't think there's a figure like an Alex Jones. Now, somebody in the chat, maybe Sergio and someone's conservative, might just say that all of the media is the Alex Jones for the left. Uh, you know? Yeah, see, uh, that's
1: what I'm wondering. Because because I would posit that there there um, there is no f- extreme for the for the liberal. I would ask a conservative: Is there a liberal? Equivalent of Alex Jones, and does a conservative think? Who
2: are they really gonna?
1: Yeah. Well, I
2: I, Anderson Cooper. That's what
1: that's what I'm wondering. Like who? Because there's nobody that is that inflammatory with such outlandish accusations as Alex Jones. So that's what I'm just curious. It's just a it's just a question. Yeah. No,
0: I think if you're looking at it in terms of. But it's hard to separate Alex Jones from the platform that he has because it's like there are you know he has very far right, too far right for even people that are pretty far right views. But he feels like why need this platform because you know what I believe isn't being put out by all the other ones that you know even including like Fox News. He's like, well, you know that. That Fox News is is a little a little too lefty leaning for me. Let me t- let me give you the real news, the real fake news, the fake real news, whichever. So I I don't think that there is an equivalent. Uh, you know, sort of the example that that I gave is I feel like they just feel like you know, the right is just like, well, there's so much of what, you know, they'll, they could point to Stephen Colbert could be somebody that they're like, well, look, he gets to talk about whatever he wants, but again, he's a comedian. So uh, I, I don't, I don't think there's a good answer. I don't, I can't Mm -hmm. imagine like even during,
1: well, I would address what you're saying in opposition, but there's really no point for me to do that since that's just a, a guess anyway. We need, we need, yeah. I mean, if you think
0: about like when George W. Bush was president and you know, there, there, it wasn't hugely successful, but there was the air America radio network. So you had a lot of people that were like, Hey, we're the opposition, but it was definitely, I mean, it was people like Al Franken and Mark Maron and Rachel Maddow. So it was like people that were posited as, you know, this is Rachel Maddow when she was a comedian, not when she was a, a news anchor, you know? So the idea that you had that, but it was also just like, there's just little, just some people venting out in the yard. It's not presented as, as a news source, but what percentage of people do you think got their information from InfoWars and felt like, oh, well, this is the real stuff? I, I, I would say that the people who do go to that and do subscribe to it and look, they, were, they mentioned millions of people across like the three or four Facebook pages that they deleted. So let's, let's just say three million people. So I feel like those people are like, well, this is the only place I'm getting real news. And I don't think that there has, at least that I can think of, ever been a left-leaning you know, outlet that is just like even remotely comparable, you know? Like, I can't even think of, like, there's not a left leaning Breitbart. I mentioned Occupy Democrats because that's one mm-hmm. that, you know, gets posted a lot, but that's not on the Maybe scope. Maybe they would say Huffington Post. Sure, yeah. Huffington Post, which was co-created by Andrew Breitbart, by mm-hmm. the way. With, that's uh, why I thought of it. Yeah, with Ariane Huffington, mm-hmm. uh, who wanted Did to... Did you say
1: Ariane Huffington? Ariana Huffington,
0: yeah. And <laughs> I was going to say, that's a Freudian. Originally, that the whole point of that site was supposed to be, it was going to have uh, liberal voices and conservative voices. Uh I know because I talked to Andrew about it at one point many years ago and then all the conservative voices were told by their their day jobs like no you can't write for the site. So it just sort of ended up that way. But that's a that's probably the closest example you can come up with the Huffington Post um and BuzzFeed. Anyway, um let us know what you think uh, in the chat. I I think that Alex Jones should be able to say what he wants to, but I understand if you're any of those any of those platforms like he can say it but he he can't say it here let him go say it at alexjones.com or whatever you know i i i think but even that's a platform i mean the first amendment
2: gives you the right to say it so you can stand anywhere not anywhere not private property public property your own property and say whatever fairy tale you want to say whether Other people have to go along with you publishing it, performing it, making it louder, either by microphones or cameras. All of that is another issue. The First Amendment does not protect or provide that you uh, get to amplify your voice you just get to say whatever It doesn't whatever provide you, you platform yeah. or protect the pla- um, protect the platforms that help you spread your message from
0: potential right liability while we were while you were talking about that I I actually had the thought and I don't I don't know the answer you might not know the answer but you know if everything is just strictly on alexjones.com and maybe you have to pay to subscribe to it what about I don't know, the, the hosting company who, mm-hmm. you know, so could they be held liable for, like, hey, you give him... Currently not, but, yeah, but that conceivably, you can maybe. You could be sued for that, but that's the old, like, you can sue anybody for anything as to whether or not you'll win. No, the, that's platforms,
2: to, the platforms... The platforms... Like, aren't, providers the hosting, aren't.
0: no. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's plenty of time for things like that to change.
2: Mm-hmm. I... Root, mm. Speaking of change... Yeah. I don't know if you... Uh, Spoke at all about Alexandra Ocasio Cortez, or if that
0: was something well, that Well, no, we were there were some comments to, about yeah. that. Yeah, we haven't talked about it yet, but uh, we can certainly talk yeah, about let's that talk now. About it. Please. Um, okay, would you like to start?
2: I would like to know, because you had said there were some ridiculous things that she said, and I was like, oh, what were those?
0: Right. Well, I see. And now uh, again, I thought we were just going to talk about it generally. But so there's two interviews that I, I mentioned. One was the Trevor Noah one, and then I'm going to let Tamara say what the other one is because I have already forgotten. Now, see,
1: in the Trevor Noah one, there's nothing in that to me that it's, I was indicates looking. At, I was anything. like, "What is he talking yeah, about?" Yeah, I, so I really, I, th- I think she presents herself as very intelligent, very articulate in the Trevor Noah interview. There's the PBS. Um, I think it's called Frontline. F- front, yeah. Uh, f- yeah, is it Frontline? Fireline. Fire For- I think it's called like Fireline. Yeah, so that's why I didn't um, say and that is the one that is not a great. That's a actually horrible interview. She's asked about pal- Israel and Palestine. That's and the she, point that I and brought she up last basically week. fumbles. She clearly just doesn't know much about is- Israel and Palestine. And she says something about occupying Palestine. And then she's asked, what do you mean? Who's occupying Palestine? And she kind of goes, the humanitarians living there in their homes and I it, I don't really know about that. And, it and, was know, like
0: a, it was like a Miss America answer, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and yes, I mean that. A poorly. lot of people have made that but, comparison. But, but, the, oh, but the, that, the that point. would have to be a whole new level. If,
2: you're, thinking, if you're saying the one I'm, that I'm thinking of. Uh, so,
0: the, I mean, yeah, the, the I one all, Miss America all, that answered yeah, the question we, badly. We, have, the, we know yeah. the viral yeah. video,
1: which which we're referencing. It's been compared to that. I've seen on several conservative uh, news sources. But the thing is that I, I still feel that that's incredibly unfair to her. I feel like she's she's being she's she's attacked by people, you know, who are um they just label her socialist and they hate socialists and they call social all socialists stupid. So fine. There's always going to be those people. But I don't think that she has done anything that indicates that She's not
0: intelligent. No, I think that what she ought to do going forward is when a question like that comes up, someone should give her a good answer for here, you know, oh, I'm gonna need to look into that. That doesn't sound good, what I just said. But there has to be a good like I'm not a politician, but sure. you should be able to come up with a good way. Like instead of fumbling through that answer, you just have to have the way to not answer. I mean that I mean any politician can do that. I, I, you know. But
2: she pointed out probably rightly on the Trevor Noah. Uh, interview that what she is liked for is her honesty and her authenticity so she authentically and honestly messed that one up but I, I do think that it should be okay I mean I don't know if it should be okay actually I'm taking back my own words to say you know I don't no, know my expertise on that is really yeah. limited. I have been yeah. so focused on knocking doors on people in my own district, and none of them have asked me about Palestine or Israel or what's however many yeah. state solution we a, need. That would be a really good
1: way to put it. Yeah.
0: Or, or she could give them some sass and just be like, what part of my job description am I going to need to know that? Next question. <laughs> you know, give them like a Sarah Huckabee Sanders kind of answer. Yeah. Uh, but, but,
1: but, what I, but I still think the fact that she's so scrutinized for it is specifically because because she is a young, pretty woman. There are every other male, every male politician has made equal blunders and people don't Trump sit and say... Trump does it every day. Yeah, in, in, but even even before the what is the new normal now, even before that, when just every... I'm sure we could... If you just I'm went sure back we can, five years. I'm sure we could yeah. dig up a, a clip of Obama stumbling on misinformation on something and, you know... Um, I'm, I'm just saying she's being unfairly scrutinized when this is something that is not out of the ordinary.
0: Well, uh, yeah. And the, the reason why we're bringing it up again is because there weren't a lot of comments in last week's episode, but they were all about this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I feel like it's, it's sort of a double-edged thing. I think she's getting a little bit of a pass from some of the media, but then she's getting like super hammered by, you know, people that are just waiting, you know, like the, the Breitbart's and the, um. I can't think of the name of uh, Ben Ch- Daily Wire is... Uh, but, what Chir- about so, that? Yeah. but
1: what about that Trevor Noah interview do you find unintelligent? Look, I, I thought I, it was
0: great. I, I I did not think it was great. I didn't... I, I don't know. It was, but here's here, here's how I'll explain that I don't really know anything. I went to a debate between Obama and Hillary in 2008. John Edwards was supposed to be there, but for some reason he got out of the re- race like a week before. Uh, but anyway, and after it was over, I was just like... Nah, Obama. I don't see it. You know, I'm like, I don't get it. What's that about? Hillary was great. I thought Hillary was great that night in 2008, that debate. Uh, that so, I, I was just like, I don't get Obama. I was like, I thought that I was supposed to. You know, the, 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 my life was going to change seeing him speak, and maybe because it was a debate setting, I was just like, no, nah, I didn't think he was that good. So clearly, whatever whatever my criteria is. Uh, that's probably what informed. I just didn't think she was good. I didn't think I didn't, think, I didn't think she was um, good on television, and they when, would say that that's why you know Nixon lost in nineteen sixty. When he I was watching it, she
1: did strike me as she she did mention in that specific interview that she's a millennial multiple times, and but she also a, a, a thing that I hadn't noticed previously was she has a very. Young way of talking where she, and I can see that that can rub people the wrong way and will probably be misinterpreted as unintelligent. She's, she's just, that's, she's just young. Young. And and, and by
0: the way, I'm a hundred percent sure she's going to win. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I'm like, can, can we, can we all, everybody in the chat, can we all name who she's running against? I know I can't. But, you know, people who are better informed probably can. But that's the whole point is, like, I can't imagine she won't win, you know. So I think that there's, there's a learning curve, especially because she's 28. There's a learning curve with those jobs. There's a... Yeah, you know, it a learning curve for everybody, but uh, and
1: also I'm glad I'm I'm sorry for our listeners because we keep referencing this Trevor Noah hmm. interview that we're not even sharing with you, but but the other thing that I really liked about that is the good point that Trevor made of that every time people are um, against socialism, they point to Venezuela and Cuba and the um, examples of where it doesn't work out, but they don't talk about. Norway and the Netherlands, where it's um, you know there's shining examples of social social programs. So I, I thought that was a really good point that he made.
0: You know, I'm glad you brought up Venezuela because we only have a few minutes left, and um, we did not get to the uh, drone assassination attempt of uh, Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro, and uh, they've apparently found the ringleaders and and all of that. Mm. Um, I. Look, it's Venezuela. It's not It's not the United States. It's not the United Kingdom. But you just feel like, how can a drone get anywhere near any head of state? You know, where – and, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know. Have I, you I,
2: seen that they go so high that you can't even see that they're
0: there? Sure. But I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like – look, it's Venezuela. But it's not like they don't, have, they don't have planes. That's what Space Force is for. Well – you know, this is this is the first good I mean, example I'm kind
1: of serious.
0: No, I, I was going to say this is the first example where I'm like, you know what? Space Force could handle this.
1: I
2: don't think that that would have been in the Space Force jurisdiction. I think that was still no, not ours. But, no, but no space space Force. Force. Yeah. but I, I, I think it was probably still too low to be counted as space. But hey, what do I know? I am no rocket scientist.
0: Um, I, I can't believe you said that because I always thought you were. <laughs>
1: I heard the opinion over the weekend of somebody who is in favor of Space Force and doesn't find it to be a complete joke uh, that <laughs> that it, it, they find it a reasonable approach to our data security and our satellites that China may be attacking. And this is why we need the Space Force and why it's a very good thing. I mean, the
0: term Space Force and what you said is, is still as ridiculous, but the mm-hmm. part about protecting, you know, assets from China and all those places, like, that part sounds like, well, that actually sounds really smart. The mm-hmm. term Space Force, it sounds like it would be a sequel to the Super Troopers movies, you know, like, I would go see a movie called Space Force, and mm-hmm. I know people have made that comparison before, but it is hard to have a serious conversation well, especially when you're throwing when, around Space you know, Force.
1: It's, it's the name, and also because knowing this administration, he's going to put a Real housewife as the head of the Space Force. So, you know, it's it's hard to take these kinds of things seriously.
0: Um I'm going to apologize for again not having the time to talk I about I thought you were going to
1: apologize to real housewives for that dig.
0: No, 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 no. Uh the time to talk about uh you know, because you talked a little bit about immigration, Chelsea wasn't here, now Chelsea's here, and then we talked about LeBron James. That's definitely my fault. But We're going to end on a a, a definitely non-political story, but it is a free speech issue, and we only have two minutes. Uh, At least I think it's two minutes. Uh, The ACLU appears to endorse a ban on catcalling despite huge First Amendment concerns. I feel like as a man, I'm not allowed to have an opinion on this. But Chelsea, as a woman and someone who understands the law, uh, can you actually ban... You know, and I'm not saying anything threatening, you know, just the old, uh, you know, walking by the construction site, whistling, that sort of thing. Can you actually be like, OK, we can make a law where you can be <laughs> fine for It's such today?
1: a hilarious male perspective that it only like, oh,
0: happens at construction sites. Well, no, no, site. I'm just talking about uh, that part because <laughs> the, that, that's what I want to be in the head of the uh, the, the if we the viewers. If we
2: look at stalking laws mm-hmm. and things of that nature, in order for somebody to successfully be prosecuted for it, the victim has to feel, fear... Or threatened or something right so there is precedence for that the way a victim or the receiver feels about something would determine whether it crosses a legal bound do some people feel threatened afraid or or similar to i, I don't know if you can call it the same as stalking which would be like maybe repet hyper uh, well, there seems to be, cat be an,
0: an intent associated with stopping. But I think
2: if we could all just, as a society, agree that people who catcall, rev their engines... Drive by with outrageously loud, you know, noise or, you know, things on their car that make it really like loud and showy. If we could all just as a society acknowledge that these people have small dicks and are trying to make up for it, then they will probably maybe all stop because they will not want to be so open about their size, their small size. And so if all women were just to come together and we just understand that that's what it's code for is I have a small one and if we just if we just operate that that's a fact that perhaps these people will be less likely to do it because they'll know that they're outing themselves as somebody who is
0: well it, you know it's it's not a law but uh, if you if you're in your 50s and you buy a lamborghini everybody definitely assumes that about you so if there's a way to sort of trans uh, transpose that
2: whenever i see somebody drive by obnoxiously loud you know screeching the whatever they add to their cars to make them laugh i'm like oh listen dude with your small dick i get it i'm so sorry but please don't I make the rest had of more us time for this
1: i actually
0: disagree. let's take one minute i'm sorry Marissa, you disagree so we'll, take, we'll take a minute
1: I, I I feel like that's a, a, a no. I mean, you're you're kidding, and and I I like I like the point of it, and it is it it because as somebody who does not drive and takes public transportation, the street harassment is a huge issue, and I've I've posted so much stuff about it. But the thing of it is, is to I feel like that's a little diminishing to to say that they have small penises is. Diminishing it, to the issue of it's probably what, accurate, it, it's, but that's it, not it, the it's, big it's issue. It's diminishing. Yeah. I, tell me if you're. I ignore it, so I don't. I don't know.
2: Maybe I just have too cold of a heart. But I, I get it. Feels diminishing to women. So if we were just put yeah. back the dis, diminishment on them somehow in the language they speak, which they all care about the size, then it's. It, I understand it's, what it's you're saying. It it's diminishing. Something
1: to but, the effect. It's something about saying it's about size means that that places an importance on size that they we care don't need about to see, it. They do, but like. It, we need. It's. I, I need to figure Social out how. Social mores are the it's way like, to deal with this. Like, I don't believe to, that to, the law is the way to deal a with it. In terms this. of importance of size, is saying it's the same degree of. It's it's saying that that this is the reason that they do it is just this sexual objectification, which to say it has some attributed it to size is the same sort of objectification that. I I I don't well, know. you're saying, saying kind of like we, two
2: wrongs we, don't make a Yes. Right. I
1: well, I that because we don't have because we
0: don't have any view. more time I I'm guess I'm not that Basically honorable. yes or no Tamara do you feel like if there were a law like cat oh, calling, cop comes up writes a ticket and gives it to you you feel like that's that's not a violation of free speech
1: Oh, uh, we need more time to talk about
0: it Forget No well, us talk I about say, it with sometime next say, week It's so unsustainable
1: and it is
2: so I I
0: Wait, I believe we'll, it's the we're wrong thing to do. Go. We're going to do all of our cat calling next week. And uh, so uh, stay tuned. No, we're going to do the...
1: all of our cat calling discussion next week.
0: I'm Well, I'm going to call some cats. That's what there I'm going to do. But until then, <laughs> you can uh, follow us at Trump Report ABTV. You can follow me at Christian DMZ. Tamara, where do people find you? Hey, Tamara underscore on Twitter. And Chelsea. At Chelsea Galicia. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next Monday at 4 Pacific. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network.